Welcome to Double Fries No Slot. It is Sunday, February 13th, Super Bowl Sunday. An exciting day for both of us. Maybe not as exciting as it was last year, but an exciting day um, for all sports fans, but especially football fans in general. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit today. Talk a little, obviously, FSU, um, as this is an FSU podcast. But Richie, how are you doing? How was your weekend? How are things going? I'm tired, TJ. Whew. It was a uh, a fun but long weekend. I woke up at about 4 a.m. yesterday. The wife took me to the airport just before 5 to get into uh, fly into Raleigh-Durham. Uh, went to Chapel Hill, went to the game yesterday. And when it was 18 to 0, I'm thinking to myself, man, I really I can't believe picked, I did this. I picked the right game <laughs> to go to. I couldn't believe it. Um, pretty good crowd. A lot, a lot of empty seats, actually, surprisingly. But North Carolina's not having a great year. Um, but their fans are always great. It's my third trip to the Dean Dome, and I've never had a bad experience. Um, only yeah. got one win out of it, but shout out North Carolina and their fans. They're they're great before, during, and after the game. Obviously, they didn't know I was a Florida State fan because I couldn't wear the gear. Um, but got home at about 10 o'clock. We had an hour delay on the flight coming back. Uh, came home, went straight to bed, woke up, and now I'm doing this podcast. So I'm like, hopefully I can make it through the Super Bowl. The good thing, unlike college football, it starts early enough that most people can watch it all. Much, much better. No, no doubt. Um, the yeah, for the first time ever, like you had the busy weekend. My weekend <laughs> wasn't my weekend wasn't as crazy. We did go down to Anna Maria Island on uh, Thursday and Friday of this week and saw some friends down there. Uh, but I was back and yesterday we just kind of hung out and chilled. We didn't do anything, which was nice. And today we got up and went to church this morning, but then we're just kind of hanging out. Got some people coming over later. My buddy Ben. Um, some of you may have met at the uh, tailgate we did for the Notre Dame game. Allie yep. and Eric Wilbur coming over, and then another couple of friends. And what's on the menu tonight? Real, real crazy. All right, this is exciting. <laughs> Brisket. So Eric Wilbur, he played for UF, kicked on mm -hmm. their uh, punter on their national championship team in 2006. Uh, he is smoking a brisket. Nice. We're doing brisket nachos. So a little bit different. Like I feel like that's not. That's not something that's just like normal. That's like, a, I mean, yeah. you've heard of like pulled pork nachos or brisket nachos. Yeah. Like most people aren't doing that. I feel like, I feel like you usually get that out barbecue place, something like that. I thought that'd be a fun one because you know, you, I think you just want handhelds. You just want handhelds at a, at a party like this anyway. Yeah. You just kind of like picking it stuff all day. So brisket nachos, that sounds good, right? What are you making? Yeah, so we're not having anybody over. I, I knew what I was getting myself into yesterday. I knew I just wanted to be on my couch tonight. Uh, so I think I'm going to make a pot of chili. My mom has the, the best recipe that she's passed down to me. And then uh, we'll probably make some bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers, which I, I love. And we don't have to make that many since it's just me and the wife. But uh, excited to you know be somewhat festive and catch the game tonight. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy hearing what everybody you know makes for the Super Bowl, what everybody does. Um, you can leave your plates off of the timeline though, just to be very honest. Like, you know, there's, I mean, my plate I, is going to be on the timeline. <laughs> so. Well, so I, I would like, okay, I'll say this. I would like, we'll get into the show. I would like to put the brisket nachos on there, but if they don't look amazing, like I'm not doing yeah. it. You know, like sometimes like just like pulled me, you know, like sometimes it just doesn't look that good. So, you put like the cheese and stuff on top of it. And you, like, we'll see. We'll so see here's my take. I, I think everybody should post their food plates on the timeline because there's no in between, right? You're either getting roasted or everyone's telling you how amazing it looks. There's yeah. no one's like, oh, oh, that looks decent. No, That's you're either going to get roasted or you're going to get praised. I think here's the trick. I think you shouldn't put your whole plate 
on yeah. unless it's just like a steak and potato and asparagus. Like yeah. that's fine. But the problem like with Thanksgiving and holidays and stuff like that is like all the stuff runs together. It's casseroles. Yeah. Like you can't make a casserole look attractive. Like they're just it's mac and cheese. And most of you guys don't know how to cook mac and cheese. And so that's a problem. And so you you just you should just put a picture of pause on this, but you should just put a picture of the meat. Like if you grill a bunch yeah. of steaks, take a picture of like the five steaks and post yeah. those, right? If you make whatever bratwurst, take a picture of the bratwurst, right? Like, and just, just do the meat. Like nobody wants to see your whole plate. So we'll see. I'm not, if it looks great, I'll do it. Maybe I'll let Richie review it first. See if he sabotages me or not. And then we'll post the brisket nachos, but not, I can't guarantee what's, what's going to happen with that. So speaking of food, this is, this is a Florida state podcast. If, if you're just finding us, or you're just listening or, watching today this is a florida state podcast but it's also a food podcast and and that's what we really are passionate about um thank you to the good folks at guthrie's who allow us to do what we're able to do um double fries no slaw is brought to you by guthrie's in tallahassee you can visit both of their locations at 1818 west tennessee and 2550 north monroe um i'm again i'm heading up to tallahassee in less than two weeks two weeks from this weekend and i can't wait to grab a gut box it's almost more convenient to get it when i'm in tallahassee than it is to drive all the way to, it's like 45 minutes from me to go pick up Guthrie. So um double fries and also I'll tell them we sent you when you go get your gut box from Guthrie's. I went to Zaxby's the other day. No, you know, don't yell at me, but I was in a place that didn't have a Guthrie's. We went to Zaxby's and I told Kara I said I wanted number one, double fries and no slaw. And she said, I don't think number one comes with coleslaw. And I was like, just tell them double fries and no slaw. I don't care. Just say it. And so she asked the lady, you know, does, does number one come with coleslaw? And the lady's like, nope, it doesn't. And I was like, I don't care. Just yell. So I'm yelling across <laughs> the car. She was driving because I was doing some work. I'm yelling across the car. Double rise. And the lady's like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, I just feel better having said it. So um, anti-coleslaw podcast when, when you're getting up your, uh, your gut boxes. So, all right, Super Bowl Sunday. Let's jump into it. Rams and Bengals. Rams a slight favorite at four, four and a half points, somewhere around there. Um, Jalen and Cam obviously playing for the Knowles. Alden Tate on the roster uh, for the Bengals, but, but been hurt for a while. Richie, give me your Super Bowl thoughts. What are you feeling? What are you thinking on this Super Bowl? Um, yeah, where so, are you at on this? So I feel like a bad Seminole, right? Because obviously you got Cam and Jalen, two of the most beloved Seminoles in recent Florida State history on the, the Rams. I want the Bengals to win. You know, I'm, I'm all in on Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Um, I would love to see the Bengals win today. It, it, it still wilds me to think that before the playoffs started this year, no one had ever sent a text message saying the Bengals won a playoff game because there was no such thing as text messaging at the time. Back in 91, I believe it was the last time they did. Um, I think this game comes down to the trenches, and that's where you got to give the Rams the edge, right? Because that defensive front, uh, Aaron Donald is, is going to be who I have my eye on the entire game. I, I like the over of 49, I, and I, I think I like the Rams minus four, but I'm probably... Uh, not probably, I'm definitely cheering for the Bengals. Um, you know, Auden Tate pro- won't play today, but still cool. He still gets a ring if they win. So the, the, like that lives on forever. Uh, so I, I'm excited for the game, though. I, I do think it should be pretty good. A lot of young talent. Um, my wife's a huge fan of Matthew Stafford's wife. So she follows her on Instagram and all that and keeps me updated. So I, I think she probably wants the Rams to win. Uh, where, where are you at? Because I, I'm just excited for a, a fun game. It's obviously much different from last year when we had vested interest with, you know, and I'll wear a Bucks shirt every year for the Super Bowl like I'm doing right now. Uh, but last year was more stressful. This year is just more laid back, have a good time and watch it. 
Yeah, well, I hope the game. Okay, so I'm kind of with you. I really love the the Burrow story. I love cheering for him, but at the same time, like if the Rams win, I'll be pretty happy for for Cam and Jalen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, two great Seminoles. So like, I'm I'm pretty happy either way. But unlike last year, I just I hope it is a good game because like yeah. it's a good game when your team wins in a blowout. Don't get me wrong, but for a large portion of the game, it was pretty pretty boring, right? Like. I think it was like 31 to nine for most. If See, you're I'm, not a fan of, if you're not a fan of the team, right? Like, so just, real quick last year, I was paranoid, even with the big lead. I'm like, it's still Pat Mahomes, man. And I still I remembered Brady going back on the Falcons. So I was nervous, but I think that's just being a Bucks fan of decades of, of misery. Yeah. And, and you'd seen Mahomes like come back from a lot of, yeah. you know, a, a lot of games like that. I was watching the replay of it the other day with a buddy. It just happened to be on, um, whatever night they came over. I think it was on Monday night or Tuesday night they came over. And we were watching the – oh, no, no, last Sunday. And we were watching the replay of the game. And there was a point in the game where I want to say it was 28-9. to nine, And Kansas City got the ball back with like six minutes to go in the third. And you're like, man, if they score here and make it like 28-17, like they're kind of like right back in it. And so – I'm sorry, no. It was 21-9 to nine at the end of the second quarter. Um and so, anyway, the Bucs obviously end up winning, but hopefully a little bit better game than that. Like, yeah. you know, hopefully a little closer. I do think the Rams win. I do think they cover. Uh, I think that, like you said, in the trenches, Aaron Donald, that defensive line is just way too good. I, I don't have enough confidence in Cincinnati. to. I, I just think the Rams have so many playmakers. And guarding Cooper Cup is going to be incredibly difficult. The Rams are a good first-half team. And the Bengals have not been a good first half team. They got down big to Kansas City. They did come back. So, so shout out to them. But the Rams jumped all over the Bucks to start the game. They've done a good job in first halves. I think that they're going to build too much of a lead and, and the Bengals aren't going to be able to come back. That said, I will be cheering for them. I do want Joe Burrow to kind of go off. He's a ton of fun to watch. Um, he's a ton of fun to follow, just like yeah. on social media and like in real life. Like he's, you know, for as good as he is, and you know, as much as you see him like smoking cigars on the sidelines, or not like on the sidelines, but like after games and stuff, he seems fairly humble. He seems like a kind of a pretty good guy. I don't know. I like Joe Burrow. I think he's a ton of fun, and it, their story is is really fun. But at the same time, I mean, you know, the Rams have been losers forever, and um, it, their story is pretty cool too. They pick up Stafford, yeah. who had to play in Detroit for years and years and years, and they, if they get there and win, I mean, it'll be cool either way. But but go Bengals for me. But no, nobody in LA even cares about the Rams, right? That like no. they are basically the road team every home game they play, especially when they get like the Packers or the Cowboys or someone out there. Like you yeah. would not think they're the home team. They the city of LA does not deserve this title. Like yes, they get behind the Lakers, and I love that. They do not get behind the Rams, and I don't blame them. Again, they're new to the to the city. Um, again, if they do win, I'll be so happy for Jalen and Cam. But I would love, I love when suffering cities. I'm not a big LeBron fan at all, but I loved when he went back to Cleveland and won a title. I, sure. I I cheered for him. I hated him in Miami. And when he won it in Cleveland, I'm like, that's really cool to go back home in, in a suffering city to win it. So go Bengals. Who day? Let's go. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with it, but I'll probably find either way. As long as it's a good yeah. game. I just don't want another blowout like us. Yeah, give me a no, divisional not... round game. That's all I need. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You get one of those. Um, that'll be pretty epic. So what about this? I uh, this is just me being petty for a minute. 
what if it comes down to a kick and it's a Bengals kick for the win? I might nope, have don't to want it. For the don't Rams. want it. No, nope. yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> I have that Gator that timeline. I don't need yeah, that on my I can't timeline. Have that Gator kick. So like that's where I'm gonna flip really, really quickly to the Rams. I'm gonna need Aaron yeah. Donald to go block that thing because um, I can't. I can't handle that. I, no. I won't be able to. For him to win, he has been fantastic this postseason. Yeah, um, he's been really good, but I can't, I can't handle that. So if that's if that's kind of where it comes down to, then go Rams. Um, all right, it's kind of uh, nice not it, having any skin in the game either way, right? It is no, absolutely no pressure. I feel no pressure today until I place that bet on the Rams minus four. Then, then I'm gonna, you gonna have- do a lot. <laughs> You've put a lot of money on it. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm probably I'll bet like maybe $200, but spread out between oh. all the props. I'm going to bet the coin toss. I'm betting the Gatorade. I, I bet it all, but like $10 bets around. So we'll see. Probably yeah. 50 bucks on the game and then a bunch of props. I like the props. The props are fun. Yeah. And we'll see how kind of they do. How My props, I feel like, never do super well, but no. just put like $10 on like 10 of them each. And My, my biggest plus, prop I ever hit. Biggest prop ever hit. Devontae Freeman first touchdown in the Falcons, oh, the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. And, and it, he was like plus... 800 i think and i bet 20 bucks so yeah it was, that, that was a fun prop i think cooper cups like plus 600 for mvp and i don't hate that like i and usually goes to quarterbacks but i do think that yeah. cooper cup like if he was to score two touchdowns and get like 100 you know like which yeah. i do think he'll play well i think that that's kind of an underrated like value type bet so that's my betting advice so <laughs> i'm definitely playing that back though if, if if he somehow gets the mvp so um all right on to FSU. I know this is why most people tune in. So thanks for bearing with us on some Super Bowl talk. Uh, Florida State recruiting. Um, we don't dive super heavy into recruiting, but in three weeks, there is a big recruiting visit weekend um, in Tallahassee on the, the March 5th weekend. If you go to doublefriesnoslaw.com, Dane Draper, a recruiting analyst, um, has put together a list of visitors that he has confirmed will be in Tallahassee that weekend. Or, you know, if they've tweeted it, said they're going to be there, he's compiled that list together. Um, there are some guys on that list that have not been confirmed by anyone else. I know that, you know, we give a lot of love to Zach and the 247 guys. I know there are other guys that kind of get into recruiting here or there too. But um, Dane has really done a good job of kind of busted butt and confirming guys that nobody else has confirmed just yet. Now, the other guys are catching up because they see that, um, you know, Dane's doing his thing. But – Go check out doublefriesnoslaw.com. It's right on the front page. Um, it's the 3-5 recruiting visit weekend. Check that out. A lot of lot of uh, blue chip guys, a lot of four- and five-star guys that are going to be there. So check that out when you get just a minute. Talking on FSU football. FSU in the preseason, um, their S&P Plus has them at 24th overall. You, you put this in, and we want to talk a little bit about it. Um, 11th in returning production. Um Thoughts, and then we'll talk about some of these other ones on here too, like where they are in the S and P. Um, what are your thoughts on FSU being a, I don't know, possibly ranked going into this year? I mean, certainly ranked in S and P plus, but thoughts on them maybe being ranked when the when the first rankings come out? It yeah. sounds like they're at least going to get some votes, right? If they're up that high. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't think they'll be ranked in the AP or the coaches just because after these last few years, how could you? But, you know, what I love about Bill Conley, shout out to him over at ESPN with the SP Plus. Um, You know, I like his rankings more than most. I know some people, you know, just dismissed advanced metrics, but 
all of his rankings, they're, you know, they're time adjusted, they're opponent adjusted. It, you know, you don't get credit for scoring a touchdown in garbage time. It, it takes all things into account. Um, so Florida State is bringing a lot back. You think, obviously, uh, you know, Jermaine and Kier are, are huge, huge losses. So is Corbin. But it, it makes you realize, man, that Florida State does actually bring a good bit of production back. Um, and heading into week one, uh, to flip it to your side, TJ, the AP rankings, if they can beat LSU, who they have a better ranking in the SP plus than right now. Um, I think they'd absolutely find themselves in the top 25 at that point. Right. Yeah, no, if they, if they win, you know, I, we've talked about this, but honestly, really just over the first four weeks of the schedule with Duquesne LSU week two, even if you were to drop the LSU game, if you were to beat the next two in Louisville and Boston college, I think Florida state yeah. would be ranked at that point. And then certainly if you beat LSU, you know, you will be, cause I, I would expect LSU is like ranked kind of, yeah, it's, maybe like twenty you first know, or something. Twenty, yeah, somewhere in the twenties or you know, still a somewhat respectable team. So, yeah, very interesting to see. Did you my air audio cut out for just a second? But did you talk about where the other teams were? Did you talk about LSU at forty fifth, Miami? So 20th? I twentieth. But yeah, LSU yeah. they they come in at forty fifth. Um, just running through the schedule real quick. Duquesne's not ranked, obviously. Um, uh, Louisville's 29th, uh, Boston College 76, Wake Forest 47th, NC State 15th. That's a, NC State's a team to watch this year. Uh, Clemson 5th, Georgia Tech 92nd. Yikes. Uh, Miami 20th, Syracuse 58th, Louisville 72nd, and Florida 18th. So based on these numbers, there's no reason Florida State can't have a pretty solid season if they can win some of these 50-50 games against, you know, Florida, Miami, etc. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like the 11th in returning production. I talked about this the other day. I want to say that um, Miami is around 45th in returning production. Um, Florida is like in the 60s. And, um, you know, you you look at guys that Florida State lost to the transfer portal. They didn't lose anybody to the transfer portal that was like a solid contributor. Nobody in the two deep that I can think yeah. of. Um now, obviously, you lose Jermaine and Kier, you lose Jason Corbin, but outside of that, not, not a lot of losses for, for Florida State really anywhere. And they bolstered a couple places, right? Like, so I don't think that Verse and some of the other guys are going to necessarily replace Jermaine, but you did add in Verse and you added some guys on the defensive side that help improve that side. Obviously, the addition of Tatum Bethune helps your linebacking core. Greedy Vance coming in, Sam McCall coming in which I know that's not returning. Well, the, the way the returning production thing did work, it, it actually did factor in um, folks that came from Division yeah. One, you know, FBS schools. But Sam doesn't factor in there. But you improve that. Um, Your receiver room guy, is much better. Way, way better. Uh, the floor and the ceiling have been raised a ton mm -hmm. there. If quarterback play can stay healthy, it's, it's pretty interesting mm -hmm. to see like that Florida State, again, returns a top 10-ish, number 11, uh, amount of production. Whereas Florida lost, um, you know, you, you look at your biggest rival, Florida lost um, some guys on offense, some guys on defense. They, you know, I, I know that they think that they've hired the next Nick Saban, but they, <laughs> they've, they've hired a guy that has brought some, some good pieces in, but they lost their top two leading receivers in um, Copeland and Gamble. And so I, you know, I don't think that they're now, Lost Damian Pierce, the, who might have been the best player at the Senior Bowl, which Pierce, is, I know their fans are pissed about that. They, he did not get the carries. 
Pierce as well. And then there's some speculation of smoke about Emory Jones is still enrolled, but he graduates in a couple of months and him mm -hmm. leaving after the spring, which if he does, I know that Anthony Richardson is a generational quarterback that we've never seen the likes of anything like him, according to that fan base, but a guy that had a worse QB rating than Emory Jones did this year, um, played really, really poorly in certain situations, did come in and, and have a nice drive in that Florida state game on kind of a short field, right? 33 yards or so, yeah. but um, had a terrible touchdown interception ratio, a worse QB rating than Emory Jones did, and couldn't stay healthy. Was hurt yeah. just about every other week, and so which again something that Florida State when, has struggled with. When you're as dancing well. in the hotel rooms, I mean, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> when you're celebrating, uh, you know, it's it's tough. They had that big win against Sanford, and you know, sometimes you just have to celebrate. But um, yeah, I I think that there's a lot of question marks there. Now, I do think Billy Napier will be a good coach long term, but there's a lot of question marks for UF this this season you know and, and where does that production now come from where where you lost um copeland you lost gamble you lost different guys that pierce guys that were difference makers um where does that come and if you lose the production of emory jones is richardson able to stay healthy the full year is richardson yeah. you know there's a reason that jones kept starting over richardson and so uh, same thing with Miami. Miami coming in at like 45th in returning production. Not great there. Obviously, the the that's the positive. The negative is that you play those teams so late in the year yeah, that other exactly. guys will have stepped up by then. But, um, you know, interesting to see. If Florida State can kind of keep guys healthy, they should. You, you've got to take that next step. You've got to take that step to where, you know, when you mentioned um, the, the different ones on the schedule. Florida State is leaps and bounds better than – and as far as in the S&P Plus advanced metrics, Florida State is leaps and bounds better than Duquesne, Wake Forest, Louisville, Boston College. Uh, none of those were 50-50 games. Wake no. Forest was the highest, right, around in the 40s? 47th, um, yeah. You know, higher than – way higher than Wake Forest, who's in the 90s, way higher than Syracuse. You got to win all those games. Like, this is yeah. not like, oh, you know, Wake Forest won the ACC. It doesn't matter. You're, you're a much better yeah. – you get that team in Tallahassee, you've got to be Wake Forest. You lose to a team that's better than you, like an NC State or a Clemson, not yeah. going to give you a ton of grief for that. Um, really should, you know, win a couple of those coin flip games when you talk about uh, Florida, Miami, LSU. So I don't know. I think that those are, you know, the stage is set, right? Like, and there's mm -hmm. no reason that Florida State shouldn't have a, a little bit better year this year, shouldn't be able to get to seven, maybe really, really optimistically eight wins, eight with a bowl, you know, should be pretty doable. And if not, then I think we have a lot of questions to ask and a lot of questions that need answered. So um, interesting to kind of look at those advanced metrics. It's it's never too early to start figuring out what's going on for football season, right? Exactly. Um, some updates on facility stuff. $53 million pledged for the football-only facility, asking for another $50 million. Locker room upgrades or something that they're also looking at. Um, my, uh, Alfred is not playing around. Um <laughs> With raising money, he's been very aggressive with this. He talked about it at a meeting uh, early last week. I was going to say late last week, but no. Early last week, uh, right after we got off of here. But um, things seem to be moving in the right direction as far as that football-only facility, the timelines for it, and his aggressiveness with it. We probably need to get back on here to talk about it a little bit more. But uh, good news as far as that goes, for sure. Yeah, and he his timeline is seemingly – gets bumped up by a month or two every time he gives an update. Um, I love it. <laughs> he, he plans to break ground, it seems, potentially by the end of this year. 
uh, meaning that by the 2023 season, uh, we could potentially have that football willing facility up and running. Um, again, this, these are all things can change with these timelines, but Michael Alford, you know, it, his first interview he did as the uh, athletic director, he, we were lucky enough to get him on here. And he said, I'm going to be a fundraising AD. You know, I, that's, that's what I'm here to do. I'm, yeah, I'm going to run the athletic department, but I'm going to raise money. And he has the vision. He knows what we need. He's been at Alabama, Oklahoma. He, he's worked for the Cowboys and helped build Jerry World. I, I trust when it comes to facilities, Michael offered a, a good bit. Um, the updates to the locker room, you know, I feel like you have to do that every few years just because to keep up with the Joneses, you know. But, yeah, I'm excited with Alford, and hopefully we do break ground before the end of this year. That'd be extremely exciting. Yeah. The other side of the coin that we talked about, people always ask, oh, should I give to this or should I give to that? Well, the answer is both. Yeah. But the other side of that is NIL. Um, <laughs> FSU partnered with Fanatics this week where players can opt in to receive money from jersey sales. Um, you wrote this down, and I'm going to ask you because you wrote it down first. But uh, what are some jerseys that if you could have gotten them customized in the past that you absolutely would have purchased? So uh, we were kind of poor bro growing up, so I don't know if we could have made it happen. But Warwick Dunn's the first one that comes to mind because he's the reason I became a Florida State fan. Um, in school, I probably would have got a Myron Roll jersey just because how big he was. Uh, Christian Ponder, I probably would have got one of those because I thought he was an outstanding college quarterback. Uh, Anton Smith's another guy. So I'm thinking like guys when I was in school who I would have wanted to get Everett Brown, maybe I can think of a lot, but I, I think this is a huge opportunity for these student athletes. Um, and hopefully they take advantage and push it. I've, I've seen a few FSU athletes already say, Hey, you know, who's going to get one of mine. And a lot of people are, are very supportive. I saw Jermaine Johnson say, it would have been nice if this was available last year. Cause how many had number 11 jerseys that would you have seen in Doka by the end of the year? Because after what good, he did. Yeah. The good how news about is you? you can, you can buy, you can buy Jermaine's NFL jersey yeah, exactly. in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be a fun one. Okay. So here's a couple, um, not to steal, I feel like I, I feel like I'm stealing a little bit of Richie's uh, thunder here, but Tony Douglas and Al Thornton would have been two yeah. that I absolutely would have had. Like I think I loved those guys. Well, so and then taking it back a little bit, probably Peter Warwick um, yeah. would have been a really big one for me. Uh, I loved Chris Winky. Uh, don't get me wrong, um, but I so I was I was nine when we won the national championship. So I really don't remember Dunn. Uh, yeah. at, at Florida State. Like, it's just too young. Graduate, you know, he was gone in what, 93, 94? So I, I was like, yeah. Oh, 96. So, so at six years old, like, I really just don't yeah. remember him at all. The first was eight, recollection. So that, like, yeah. I, was, I was just at that where, point. And, it, and that's thing, where like, I was when I remember Pete yeah. So yeah. it's like, just kind of like, you know. So I was uh, a Dolphins fan because my dad loved Dan Marino. And when they drafted work done, the Bucks, that's when I became a Bucks fan. So yeah. I, I switched from the fish to, to the bucks just because they, but like you said i can't think of like rock preston would have been before work done but i don't remember right him, don't right? remember him. So, so right right in that age range and even like even like 9 10 when i'm watching p-dub like i really started to like you know when when you really start understanding sports like 13 14 15 and that's when tony was there and al yeah. thornton was there and the football team was so bad not that i didn't like guys like i like greg Carr and i like different guys but like man i loved watching and i played basketball and so Tony Douglas and, and Al Thornton were like two of my absolute heroes um, and would have been big ones that I had. 
obviously would have had a Jameis. I had a, I had, I had two five jerseys. I have an old school five jersey and a new school five jersey. Still have both of them. The newer one is signed by him. Um, you know, obviously his name's on the back. I've thought about going and getting that done, like at Fanatics or whatever. I don't even know if they do it or not. But, um, you know, I Jameis would have been a big one. You know, Dalvin is another one that yeah. probably would have happened after Jameis was gone. I really, really liked him. Um, and, you know, obviously kept us afloat for quite a while. Um, you know, Jalen would have, would have been a really big one. I mean, there's a lot of really, really recent stars that I think would have been, would have been pretty big. So um, sure. those are fun ones. Uh, a Buster Posey one would have been fun too. I, I probably yeah. would have done that. I pro Okay. Last one, then we can move on. I probably would have got a Jameis baseball one too. I still have my Jameis baseball t-shirt. I'm looking for another one because like it's from when I was a lot heavier and it's like a tent on me now. But I would love a uh, I would love a Jameis uh baseball jersey. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So I would love to hear what like some of the older listeners think. Like uh would they've got a Dan Kendra or like uh you know Scott Shane Tree, Marvin Jones or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shane Tree would be a like fun. a Marshall McDougal, like that guy was a beast on the diamond no. like, it's it's just fun to think about and i'm glad these kids get this opportunity now yeah it is really really cool so all right uh game street pie has a nil deal with the offensive line that's been reported i, don't, I haven't seen anything finalized on that but I, I like the idea of the uh the hogs getting fed up front like, I, think that's <laughs> and I, like I don't think i've ever been to game street pies but if, if this thing does get done i have i have it sounds like i would I, I, I'm a Momo's guy when I'm in town, but I'll, I'll definitely be going to Gain Street Pies if that's actually happening. Because that's again, just I love local businesses supporting the schools here. So we went with Sinone and my buddy Ben that we mentioned, and uh, my buddy Johnny who's actually coming over tonight too. We went the night before the game. Um, I don't remember it, but it was it was a good time. So I'm sure the pizza was great too. Like I'll just say, like we 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 went there kind of late. We've been hanging out for for quite a while. So, but I'm sure it was really doing really some good bourbon time. research for that podcast there. We okay. So you you brought it up we did like a live bourbon show where we tasted three different things. Then we went to Hobbit and had a few pitchers. Um, then we went to 51 on Madison and had a few more drinks there and. Then we went to Oyster City and had a few drinks there. And by the time we, you know, we started at like 2 p.m. Yeah, it was a long day. So Oof, the yeah. pizza was it, the pizza did its job. I just next time I'm in town, I'll I'll enjoy it for the taste. But it did what it needed to do for, for me that night. So um rough week on the court for FSU hoops. Uh the men's team anyway, 0 for 2. Uh talk, I know we, we don't have a ton of time left here, but tell me a little bit about your trip. You mentioned at the beginning of the show, talk to us about, uh, about the trip. Yeah, man. So, so first of all, a, a horrific home loss to Pitt earlier in the week that you can't let that happen. That the season was over at that point, or at least postseason hopes. But yeah, Saturday I woke up around 4 a.m. Uh, had some, uh, had some wake and bake coffee actually before hopping on the flight. Shout out Gramco, so shout out Gramco in the spaces there. Uh, and it was perfect. It was enough to keep me awake, but sleep perfectly the entire flight up there. Um, so I got there around nine o'clock. So I was just killing some time at the airport. I went to Carolina brewery, just had a morning beer just because why not? 
had some great wings at a place called Four Corners um, right there on campus on Chapel Hill. They had an appetizer item called Julius Peppers, which was like banana peppers and different stuff, which is pretty cool. Went to the game, um, sat next to Austin Vizi from Noel Game Day. He was assigned right next to me. We were the only two Florida State media people in the attendance. Um, like I said, we were down 18 to zero before the 10 minute mark. And I knew like, all right, this game's over, but I, I was encouraged by the well, Caleb Mills getting hurt. Right. That, that was when he went down and, and we're not going to have him this week, most likely either based on Hamilton's comments. It, it's an unfortunate season, but it, after what three straight sweet 16s uh, throw an elite eight in there, I guess, you know, we can accept this, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, got home late last night, came home and straight to bed. But the team did well. The Carolina crowd is always good, especially for a Saturday afternoon game. Um, but yeah, the, the game itself wasn't great. I was encouraged the second half. But it, this is the craziest part, right? That Florida State loses by 20, but they outscored Carolina by 18 in the second half. So yeah. something to build upon there, I guess, if you want to say that. Um We'll see. I, I don't think the postseason is in play for Florida State unless they can somehow get healthy, get everybody other than Osborne back, obviously, and pull off a miracle in the ACC tournament. I, I don't think the NIT is even on the table at this point. Frustrating. Not as much fun. On light In lighter news, though, FSU's women's basketball team. We had yeah. Coach Sue on Tuesday night. Um, we were we were pop-up city last week, weren't we? But uh, <laughs> we had Coach Sue on Tuesday. We had um, – a couple of guys from FSU swim, Max, Tim and Max, and yeah. Sam. Um, excited for them with the ACCs coming up this week. But uh, Coach Sue and the and the ladies had a big, big win against Duke, 59-56 on the road. And uh on Wednesday night, they're actually playing Miami right now as we speak. It's five to four Miami early in the first quarter. But um, man, a thriller down at the yeah. end. Florida State wins by three. Miami stepped on the line on a uh, on their three-point attempt and uh so FSU got the ball back, ball back with like two seconds to go and ended up winning. Um, massive win for them. Uh, a little bit more around the horn. Softball went 4-0 on the weekend, and then Joey and Graf, um, classic outscored opponents, I think like 35-2 or something, just absolutely <laughs> absurd. Um, Kaylee Harding made another incredible throw from right field that reminded me of Jameis Winston's pl- time playing for FSU baseball. So that was really awesome to see. Track and field had some really good stuff going on. Um, check out Double Fries No Slaw. Mike Ferguson kills it with the daily content. Yeah, he does. And so check that out for kind of a full recap of everything going on for Florida State World. Um, also around the horn, a little golf news. Yeah, man. It's, You've got so, something you're excited about. Yeah, so it, for when it comes to non-majors, it's hard to find a more fun tournament than the Waste Management Open and in Scottsdale at TPC Scottsdale there. Uh, Brooks Kepka, former Florida State golfer, the defending champ, uh, he's one back of the lead heading into Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Um, watch the – go search Sam Ryder 16th hole Waste Management Open and, and watch that ridiculous reaction uh, – and the 261st ranked player in the world it got a hole in one on the 16th hole, which is a, a very famous hole for the non-golf fans out there. And just beer showers galore. There were hundreds of beer bottles on the green. They got it all cleaned up in like two minutes. But uh, yeah, Daniel Berger unfortunately missed the cut, but Kepka won back. He's in the final group. They tee off at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Should be done before the Super Bowl. So I definitely am looking forward to catching that. Awesome. Last thing we have, and then we'll do some shout outs and get out of here. Leroy Butler. Yes. going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, congratulations to the originator of the Lambo Leap. Um, 
next knoll that gets in, Richie, who you got? We talked about in the spaces a little bit, Josh and I, the other day. Yeah, I, I'm not real confident about anybody. I'll just say this, but go ahead. Yeah, and I, I think you kind of hit on it a little bit. I think Anquan has a really good chance because his numbers are really good in the longevity, but also what he did off the field. I think that will hold some weight with voters, so I do think he's a, a good possibility. And then Janikowski, those are the two kind of you know recently retired that that will be up the the soonest. Um, from there, it'll be interesting. I, I do think Rodney Hudson is going to have a strong case uh, by the time he hangs it up. Uh, if he goes on and at the same rate, another two or three years, his his numbers, when you look at the advanced blocking metrics are, are pretty ridiculous. Um, but it'll see, you know, I know you guys mentioned Cromartie as well. There's definitely some, some nulls out there and, and some young ones uh, in the league right now that, you know, one of them playing today that has a chance for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I saw some stats that kind of, I think hurt Janikowski's case. I, I don't think he was, uh, I think he's like in the top fifties or so uh, as far as uh, percentage yeah, percentage goes. So longevity gets him there, but like there's only two pure kickers in the NFL right now. They said like Vinatieri and uh, Morton Anderson will probably get in in front of him. And so we'll yeah. see about Jano. I, I don't feel super good about that one, but um, I do think that Anquan gets there. I also think that, um, pretty good shot Jalen's there at some point but you know he could play 10 more years and so you know he's not going in for 15 years and, and we'll get a couple of guys in before that happens so um all right cool you got any shout outs got anything um before we get out of here or anything to close us up with uh i don't think so yeah shout out vz again for keeping me company at the game yesterday and uh, not to disparage north carolina free popcorn that's it i had to pay eight dollars for a chick-fil-a sandwich yesterday unreal anyways how much mm, you yeah Shout out Elliot for uh, helping out with better, uh, better stuff in our press boxes. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> the Chick-fil-A slaps every time. Um, shout out FSU baseball. Uh, they had their fan day yesterday. Um, excited to see coach Martin and the team. Um, this year, obviously softball off to a great start. I'm going to take my, uh, I'm going to take my daughter to a softball game when the uh, team is down here in the Clearwater ESPN Invitational um, this week. So very excited to do that. Um, and just stay tuned for uh, all things FSU athletics related on doublefriesonslaw.com. Mike does a great job again with the daily content. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Friday night, um, FSU's men's tennis team was that we've talked about the scoring. If you don't understand it, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole thing right now but if it's used men's tennis team was down three to two which would essentially mean they need to win their last two head-to-heads they trailed in one of those two but ended up coming back and beating a very good ucf team um in a massive comeback win um so shout out if it's used men's tennis team i know we show the, the ladies a lot of love and love coach hyde but um shout out um the men for uh for a massive massive win uh, against UCF. So, all right, that's all I got. That's all, that's all the shout outs. <laughs> Richie, I don't know if we have any pop-ups or not this week. I have no clue, but if we do, we'll see you guys then. If we don't, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until next time, go Noles. Let's go.